All right. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Splashcast. We're back. This is episode nine. It's been a good few months since. It's been like half eight. a year. Yeah, it's been, it's been, been a while. while. Um, we both have done a lot of stuff. How these started college. I just moved out of Vegas. And now we're back to produce some amazing basketball content. So a lot's happened this offseason. Um, so we're going to go and talk about most of it. We're going to look at some of the teams because there's been a lot of changes to a lot of uh, important teams. We're going to obviously talk about like the Lakers and the Nets, but then a few other guys. And, and we're just going to see what happens from there. So we want to start with Lakers. Hadi is a big LeBron fan, so I know he's got plenty to say about this. So Hadi, why don't you go ahead and start us off? All right. Um, yeah, so, uh, so uh, they're basically – since uh, the other offseason offseason moves were basically just getting a lot of veteran players like and Russell Westbrook, Westbrook. And yeah. so um, yeah, like some people are calling them the retirement like the home retirement team. home, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, so definitely they the they I'd say they're better than last season in terms of lineup wise. Uh, they have Rondo now too. Yeah, and again, yeah, Rondo's Rund- yeah. good. It's good to have that um, that kind of playmaking off the bench, uh, especially behind Russell Westbrook because you, you, he's like he's your primary playmaker aside from LeBron James. Then both of them are probably going to be starting, so you want to have someone off the bench besides Kendrick yeah. Nunn, who's like I think he's like twenty one. So, and I, I don't know that yeah. he's some stellar playmaker. He's only averaged like three assists this season. Two yeah, I think he's more offensive so. oriented. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we have just a, a list of questions and stuff we want to just talk about, debate about a little bit. So you wanted to talk about whether or not they are a super team, which I thought was really interesting, right? Because oh. you have LeBron James, you have Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, um, all in the starting lineup. And then off the bench, you're going to have uh, DeAndre Jordan, Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn, Rajon Rondo, Carmelo Anthony. I mean, so the thing Mike is, Howard. my yeah. classification of an all-star i mean a super team is three all-stars and they have three all-stars so now this season people are saying last season they're a, um, a super team uh, i don't think so this season they i, I classify them as a um, super team yeah okay but do you call the like did you call do you think the bucks are a super team no why not because drew holiday is a borderline all-star caliber player he just wasn't an all-star i just i just don't you can have a good player that's not an all-star and not be a super team Okay, but then, like, by that, are the are the Miami Heat a super team? I mean, wasn't Oladipo uh, an all star? No, Oladipo had um, I, uh, no, not not this season. He, he, I, yeah, I know, but before his injury, he was. Yeah, an was they also have Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry has been an all star. Kyle Lowry, yeah, Bam Adebayo, Jimmy. I know, Butler. but you can't really like if they're not like if, I feel like if they're if they've not been an all star for like Kyle Lowry was an all star like last year. Was he? Well, then, yeah, I th- the Heat would. Technically, be yeah, it's super team too. You think the Heat are a super team though? Because I don't feel like the Heat are a super team. I feel like they're a really well rounded. Well, they're not the most well rounded team, but look, Victor Oladipo was an all star in 2018, the 2018 to 19 season. That was the last time he was an all star. Kyle Lowry was an all star last season. Mm. I mean, so and then they, have, they have two, they have two then. And, two and like, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. Yeah, so I would say they're. Do you think they're okay? Well, so Bam. 
Bam has. Yeah, I'm, I'm so sure he's been an. He's, he's an all star. He was. He was yeah. All yeah, Was he like this recent? Season, uh no, this not this season. The season before, same year as Kyle Lowry. Mm. Um, same year they went to the finals. I think. I mean, but he's an all star caliber player. Yeah. But I mean, the same logic then goes for the Bucks, right? Drew Holiday's an all star caliber player. I don't think so. You don't think so? You think Drew Holiday's uh, like notably worse? He's borderline. He's borderline. Yeah, but he's, he's not an all star. I don't think he's an all star. No. Fair enough. I mean, yeah. Like we're going to yeah. we're going to off topic. This yeah, is too but, yeah, it's um, too niche, but so um yeah, I'd say I'd say Lakers are a super team. I mean, it's it's hard to call them a super team. Like you have Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. Those are three really big names, and I feel like that's all that it ends up coming down to when you talk about super teams is like how big are the players' names? Because those are three huge names, but they're all two of them are like nearing the end of their primes. Obviously, they still that's LeBron James. He's not ever going to like leave his prime until he's retired basically but they're they're both yeah. getting older they're no longer at the height of their games anthony davis i mean he's coming off another injury lebron james and anthony davis are both coming off of injuries we're gonna have to see how that affects them i don't think it's going to be too serious or anything especially for lebron on this new team where there's going to be a lot of other options when it comes to scoring so i think he'll be a lot more passive but Oh, but you see, I don't. I think the problem is that now they have Russ uh, as point guard. Now LeBron's gonna have to play small forward. But he's been he's been a small forward his whole career. I don't even think that's an issue. No, he's been playing point guard. No, he played point guard that one season, like two years ago, the the year they went to the finals. Yeah, but then they had Rajon Rondo step up in the playoffs, so they didn't even play him at point guard. Okay, they are. Yeah, he's just he's a he's a point forward. He's always been a point forward, um, especially later on in his career. I mean, it's LeBron James. We all know he's one of the best playmakers uh, yeah. of all time. But yeah, he, he's definitely a point forward. So he's gonna so be, he'll be a secondary playmaker behind Russell Westbrook, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Although you are right in saying that he he was listed, uh, Basketball Reference listed him as a point guard last season. But if I didn't, I think if we look at the Lakers lineups, I'm trying to remember who was on their roster last year. They had, God, who they have at they the point Caruso guard? and. Uh, um, but Cruzo, I think, was playing. Cruzo was playing the, the two off the bench. I think for them. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. No, I think Cruzo was like multiple positions. Like that. I think he kind of. Well, he's, he's, he's a he's a he's a combo guard. Yeah. But did he? Who did they even? Okay, let, let's think... look at the playoffs. Um, in the playoffs, they started. Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Avery Bradley, and Danny Green were starting. So I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think they probably started LeBron technically at the three, so they would like they would have two guards in the lineup. And I'm like I'm struggling to even just pull up the starting lineups. Here they are. Okay. Um, their most frequent lineup was Avery Badley, Anthony Davis, Danny Green, LeBron James, Javale McGee. Yeah. So technically, I guess they were just starting Avery Bradley at the point, but he's not exactly an elite point guard. By any means, so they must have just had LeBron as their primary playmaker. That's, that's going to change, right? So even though he was technically yeah. playing the three, he was taking on the point guard duties. Now they have Russell Westbrook. He's going to be great for them. Uh, he's he's obviously a great playmaker. I think he led the league in assists this year, which is great stuff. Um, and I think that'll be really nice for him as well because that'll give him an opportunity because he's getting older now to not have to focus so much on being a first option in terms of anything else like scoring or anything so that that'll be really nice for him 
Um, but that actually does lead me then to my one of the things I want to talk about, which is injuries. On a team that is so old, how do you handle injuries? Especially when you have two your two stars coming off of not like ACL tears or anything, but they're significant enough injuries that they struggled in the playoffs, right? Like Anthony yeah. Davis was out for pretty much the entire playoffs. He came back and he just he left that one game, and then LeBron was. I think last yeah last season they were just like not not like yeah there were just too many injuries. I think last season, but then how do that you, affected their do you like do, LeBron like, wasn't fully healed like yeah all of playoffs so and like we saw a lot of Kawhi Leonard right and he was doing his load management for a while, um and that was like a big thing when he was doing it. Everyone was like half people were trashing him, the other half were like okay well he's got to do what he got to do, and that's fair enough. I mean. It's his body. He obviously knows what's best for it. We what well, we notably was it him saw or the management. I thought it was more. I think it was pers- probably a combination was, of both. He was probably. I mean, he had to have been okay with it. I mean, right? yeah, but I don't think he was complaining because his team, I think, still made it. Yeah, his his team still made the playoffs, and he was playing. Yeah, so. he just wasn't playing a whole lot of back to back and stuff. But, yeah, but what I we, think you want to go? Or? Yeah, I just what we notably saw that same season was that LeBron James, notably older than him, right? He's yeah, like exactly. Two years older. Point, he was like, not missing any games. Uh, and I'm wondering if that's just going to have to change this year. I mean, yeah, but that's like a toll last season, right? Like, yeah. LeBron got injured. So, got injured. Exactly. keep it in mind of that. Um, I think LeBron's, uh, he's not going to have to do as much, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Like, he's still going to play good, obviously. But, like, he's not going to have, like, he, like I think he'll he, he, he There's be not able be to pressure. actually sit out. Like, yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, hey, I got a bunch of guys now. That, yeah, like when you like step up when they need to. So when you like because because I, I expect Carmelo Anthony to be coming off the bench at the probably actually at the power forward, but when you have Carmelo Anthony, Trevor Ariza, Kent Bazemore, I mean all these people coming off the um to play that wing position for you off the bench, I would feel okay with sitting out a little bit more because I trust in these guys. Um, especially like Carmelo Anthony, he's been doing great. I'm a huge Portland fan, I actually. I'm sad that he left. He was mm. great off the bench for us. Yeah. I mean, he, he was he was really nice to have off the bench. Just that veteran presence. You can trust that he's going to go out there, knock down some shots for you when you need him to. So I I would feel, if I'm LeBron James, I feel okay sitting out a little more because I know I have these guys coming off behind me. Um, and then, so that's that, I guess. I mean, I, if, if, if he's smart, which he is, I'm sure, if he, he'll probably take some more time off the season to – to keep his body healthy for the playoffs. Maybe he won't. It's LeBron James. He's one of the greatest players of all time. He'll we'll see. We'll see what happens, right? But yeah. we did want to then talk about Russell Westbrook's play uh with the team. He is a pretty ball dominant player, all things considered. He's he needs the ball. He's not because he's not he's not a huge shooter. He's not a, a significant enough shooting threat to have the gravity that like Steph Curry or and like Damian Lillard even um, has on the perimeter, if he doesn't have the ball in his hand, you you don't have to worry that Russell Westbrook is gonna like get the ball and then shoot a three, right? So you you're not worried so much by guarding him on the perimeter. Um, and then unfortunately for the Lakers, the same thing goes for LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Like all these guys can knock down shots, and this is something me and Hadi have been fighting about um, before before the podcast. These are all. NBA players they can shoot, but they are not shooters. So how do you, how does he operate 
with two other guys, the two other co-stars that he's playing with, all needing the ball to really be the most effective. I got a one easy solution, all right? I'm all ears. What is it? By signing Ben Simmons. By signing Ben Simmons? Oh, my God. Easy. That's it. That's it. You know what? I'm telling you. And I'm telling you right now, if the Lakers are smart, they're trading LeBron James for Ben Simmons, throwing in a couple of picks to make it fair. That's it. To make it fair. Exactly. To make it like, fair, yeah. Because Ben Simmons is worth, like, easily a whole roster. Like, Obviously. Come on. Like, yeah. I'm thinking, I think, an ideal trade for them. Carmelo Anthony, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, two first-round picks, and a pick swap, all for Ben Simmons. Yeah. I, yeah. Honestly, I think. Maybe Ben Simmons and, like, some like Seth Curry to fill up the roster spot or something. That's that's what I'm. Yeah, that's that's the that's the ideal solution here. So I guess that's that. We don't have to worry about that anymore. That that's the whole talk. Um, no, but I'm actually kind of concerned for this team when it comes to their three point shooting, just because like, I mean, because because they don't have like it's not like you have Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis, but then you also have like the like a ton of elite shooters. In the starting lineup, like at the at the five and the two, the starting lineup is going to be like Russ, and then probably Malik Monk because I think he is the best um, shooter that they could have at the at the two for them. He shot really really well. Um, he shot forty percent from three last season. On I don't quite remember how many attempts, but it was enough. But, yeah, like that's 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 really good to have at the two, right? And then at the five. Uh, apparently Anthony Davis, I, I think he's best at the five probably, but I know he likes to play power forward. So we'll have to see what happens there. But they also then have Dwight Howard who will probably just come in and play the five for them again. So it's it's kind of iffy. Like Dwight Howard can't shoot threes. So if you if your starting lineup has only Malik Monk shooting threes, like is that sustainable? Is that okay? He's like he's 22 years old. He's not the most experienced he's not even i mean he so on five attempts he shot 40 percent, which is which is solid but five attempts isn't even like a super high um it's not a high yeah, enough that you want to like feel confident that this guy can take over as your well, you said 40 40 percent on five attempts per game yeah oh, 40 like, is really good no i know 40 is really good but but it's only five attempts per game and and this is your only shooter in your starting lineup yeah i guess like he's the only I mean, if this like because every starting lineup ideally has like one guy that you trust to always be hitting the open threes, always be able to hit. I mean, he's, you said he's twenty six, right? He's twenty two, I think. Yeah, he's so 22. he's still really young. He's still yeah, young. I know, but they, the Lakers aren't waiting for him to develop. This is the LA Lakers. The whole team is like and has an average age of like thirty. Mm. So they're calling him a retirement home, right? And then like alternatively, you have Wayne Ellington, and Wayne Ellington. I don't even remember. He shot something crazy. He shot like 50% from three this last season. No, okay, he shot 42% on six attempts, which is actually slightly more than Malik Monk. So we might see some starting minutes for him as well. But he's, he's older. He's 33 years old. You don't know how his longevity is going to handle. He's not LeBron James. So yeah. it's a concern. I mean, you have to just – I don't know. Um, yeah. That's, so that is a concern for them. It's definitely not a concern for the Nets, though. Obviously, right? We know the Nets, um, who the team that everyone thought should have been making the finals last year, the team that I expected to make the finals last year. Obviously, injuries got in the way, 
the Nets, though. I mean, mm. you have three elite shooters. Um, oh, sorry, four. You have Joe Harris. Yeah, yeah exactly. Joe Harris. Their offense is just insane. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, all that. Even Blake Griffin, I think he's probably going to spend more time starting at the five. We'll have to see. I wonder if we'll see some more lineups that are like Kyrie, Harden, Kevin Durant, Blake Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge, now that he's playing for them again. And then we'll see some Joe Harris off the bench. Or depending on like, I feel like this is a team with some egos. So I don't know that this would happen, but it would be really, it would probably be nice for the team if you have like Kyrie or Harden come off the bench. I think that would be really helpful to them. To lead I that. think that will come. So the thing is, uh, the question is, should they load manage? And I think that will kind of, if they I do know, load managing, they might, maybe like make them to. play less minutes. The th- so the, their biggest weakness was because they, they got injured. Like, well, but it's not like they, they're like the super injury prone team or anything. I mean, I mean yeah. it's not, they all came off their injuries and they should all have spent this offseason working on getting healthy again. And then they shouldn't be any more, there shouldn't be any more concern for them this season than any other year of their careers. When it comes to I injury. guess, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I, I don't feel like Kevin Durant's going to get injured just, like, because he was injured two seasons ago, right? Like, he's, he obviously was fine all of last season. Same thing with Kyrie and Harden. They got injured. I don't think they're going to get injured again unless they get injured. And it's not like they're high risk or anything. Mm. Yeah. But, but, like, if – dude, if Kyrie would come off the bench – like, I don't know if he'll do that. But if Kyrie came off the bench, right, and then you have a starting lineup of James Harden – uh, Joe Harris, Kevin Rant, Blake Griffin, or Marcus Aldridge. That's great. And then you, that's still a really, really good starting lineup. And then off the bench, you have Kyrie Irving and all these bench pieces, James Johnson. Um, who else do they have? Like Bruce Brown, Nicholas Claxton, Brown, yeah. um, Rudy Gay signed with them. No, what's his name? Oh, um, oh my God, the point guard. Patty Mills. I mean, Patty Mills. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, but then they also do have they do have Patty Mills off the off the bench now, so maybe they wouldn't need Kyrie off the bench if they have a Patty no, Mills. No, but guy. Kyrie plays shooting guard too now, right? Yeah, but that's like, yeah, I mean he he. No, I mean that's I think I think that's only if Harden's on because he trusts yeah, Harden's yeah. playmaking. So yeah, and I, I think Harden's a really good playmaker, so that works. Yeah, out. he is. Yeah. Um, I mean that'll be something really interesting. That's actually something I was really, uh, I was thinking about when it comes to like teams like Portland. Like I really thought. They should, they should talk about. They should think about playing CJ McCollum off the bench, leaving the bench unit, and then just starting Larry Nance Jr. at the four. That's a mm. totally different, totally different. We could have a whole podcast about that kind of stuff. Yeah, they probably will. Um, but yeah, the Nets. That was that. Their and team, then the Bulls, just, dude. The Bulls yeah, are the Bulls. crazy. Oh my god. Bulls were, the Bulls had some, had some really really big moves. Definitely, definitely. They became was, one, they're honestly one of my favorite teams. Like I, same, I can't yeah. wait to see them play. I'm really um, excited for that. So, uh, so the, <clears throat> but like, how far do you think they're actually going to make it in the playoffs? I think Lonzo is going to work perfectly with DeRozan and Levine. Honestly, like, I think they're going to like because they're Levine and Levine can like kind of shoot, I guess, but he's more like. Just in the paint, not not just in the paint, but he's also like no, no hold on, hold numbers. on. Levine is um, a he he is an all around guy. He can he can score. I know at I know. every level. He know, he is like, a scorer. Yeah, uh, dude, Levine. Okay, scorer, I'd say he's like one of the best right now. To put it in perspective, he shot forty two percent from three on eight attempts per game. That's what I'm talking about when I talk about like wanting a shooter on your team. Yeah, 
I know. I love Levine. I, just, yeah. I shouldn't have like said it like that. Yeah. I mean, but um, uh, yeah. And then DeRozan, DeRozan's more in the paint now. He's kind of like all he, the side, but he's still explosive. He doesn't even. But he's not. He's, he's not that explosive. He's not a super heavy paint guy. He really just operates in the mid range. Mid range jumpers. And that's kind of. I'm kind of iffy on that. Like I'm a little worried. It's not that I'm worried that the team because the team actually has a lot of shooting. You have Zach Levine. Lonzo Ball is shooting thirty seven percent. Yeah, yeah, Lonzo yeah. He's shooting, actually, he's shooting thirty eight percent on eight attempts as well. And I honestly, like really I think nice. I'll probably jump up to like thirty nine forty this season. So maybe I actually feel like as it'll take more. it'll take down. It'll actually go down. I think because really no, yeah. actually, I think his percentages are going to go up, but I think his shooting attempts are going to go down. He's obviously a great playmaker, and he's going to be funneling the ball to Levine a lot. So I think he's going to yeah. be just taking less shots. He'll probably go down to averaging like 10, 12 uh, points per game from his 14 he has right now because he's also going to have DeMar DeRozan next to him. But I think he's really averaging eight assists a game or something. Like no, average. not even. He's actually averaging six. No, no, I'm but... saying this season. This season. Oh, th- yeah. Like this, this season, I would yeah. not be surprised if he was, he was averaging like eight assists or something. And then yeah, yeah. DeMar DeRozan's actually a really underrated playmaker as well. Um, I think he was playing uh, kind of a point forward uh, role in San Antonio. He averaged seven assists last season. So we might see some, uh, some of them, that. them three. And then we also have Vucevic. <laughs> yeah. Everyone too. forgets about Vucevic. I forget about Vucevic, yeah. man. He, he Dude, was like, wasn't he like a, like, wasn't he like, like MVP runner at one point? I swear. No, not, not an MVP caliber player, but he, he was an all-star. He was, he's been an all-star for the last three seasons. Or sorry, the last I two thought seasons. He was doing, like, I thought he was averaging like 40 for like three games at one point in time. No, I think you're thinking of the other Nikola. Jokic. Nope. Uh, uh, he he, I don't think so. He averaged 21 points a game, 11 and a half rebounds, four assists, almost a steal, almost a block. Those are good numbers, dude. That's all star caliber yeah. numbers. I mean, yeah, this is this is a good player. He's not he's not a he's not a huge threat. I mean, for a center, he's a pretty significant shooting threat outside of the center position. Nothing too crazy. I mean, he actually in Chicago, he I don't know what the heck. This season he shot six threes per game at 40 percent. That's better than Malik Monk. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's what the heck? I mean. Okay, I take, I take it back. I take he's it all really back. good. This guy is, yeah. I mean, no, yeah, he is, he is really good. This is an all-star caliber player. Um, yeah. Obviously, the biggest concern for this team, and it starts with Vucevic, is uh, defense. Same with the Nets, but on not not as bad as the Nets. Lonzo Ball is a really solid defender. DeMar DeRozan I think Levine's, Levine's decent, trash. too. Levine is okay, but... Mario Rosen is absolutely horrendous. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't even know that he's a bad defender, but he does not put effort under into like defense. So that's yeah. that's a concern. Um, they do have Patrick Williams, great defender. He's young. We'll just have to see what happens there. Mm. But I'm, I like. Is Patrick Williams going to make up for both Demar Rosen and Vucevic's defensive like holes? Because he's like Williams is going to come in and play um. the four. Like, can he cover How all is, that? I don't know. I think I think there are they are going to definitely struggle with defense. I think that's probably one of their weakest. Because uh, see, the Nets can almost like they can just they can just score that much yeah. that it even if they have that like defensive like deficit, it's just it just probably just rebounds. But Bulls, they have good offense, yes. But like, I think defense will probably it might be the downfall of them, honestly. But then not, like. At the same time, defensive. they have guys off the bench. They have like Alex Caruso. He's a big guy off the bench. He's really solid defensively. Um, he, he's also, yeah, Caruso exactly. 
but then he's he's also <laughs> like um he's another guard and they really need defense in that front court they have Derek Jones Jr. I actually thought that was really nice. I oh, I mean yeah, I yeah I don't know it's, what happened with I, the with the trade that got Portland Larry Nance Jr. Obviously I love I love Larry Nance for Portland. I'm a Portland yeah. fan. I think he's great, but he would have been way better for Chicago. I don't really know what happened there. Why Derek Jones Jr. was a solid pickup, honestly. But yeah, he's, dude, he's a solid pickup. This dude's he's young, right? He's relatively really young, twenty four. He's explosive, like really. Really, wasn't yeah. he in the? I swear he was in the. He was in the dunk. Too, I think right? he 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 yeah. won the dunk contest when he was with Miami. Yeah, this um, was, yeah. So I think if they, what position does he play? I mean, so he's he's six five small, small forward. forward, but he he played the. I think he even played center for them in in Miami, because he, he's that explosive of a player that you can yeah. trust him in the front court, and that's really well, nice I for think, them. I think him and Lonzo are gonna get a little like along nice. Oh yeah, we're gonna see Lonzo with the explosive player is just dangerous because absolutely him and Zion were like crazy because Lonzo can like basically pass across the entire court. So hundred percent. No, you're you're totally right there. Same with Levine. I mean, you have these two really. Yeah, exactly. This is the and I actually really like Derek Jones Jr. because. He can come in during, like, because DeRozan's kind of old, right? So, like, say DeRozan yeah. retires in a couple of years, maybe. Um, you you have Derek Jones Jr. off the bench. He can come in, and he's not necessarily uh, the best fit at the three, but he's he's a good backup to have, especially for the future. He's only twenty five, I think. Right? Yeah. He, oh, he's twenty four. Um, mm. But then there's just there's a lot of like solid defensive pieces off the bench for this team. So it's it's gonna be a lot of like how they work out chemistry. Lonzo Ball, I think, and Demar Derozan are gonna have plenty of opportunities to show off their playmaking. So that's really nice. But oh yeah, we'll just, well, it's one of those teams where we're just gonna really have to see because on paper they look like they're a, on paper it feels like this should be a borderline championship team, but then at the same time, like in our power rankings, I don't think we had them even top five or mm. or anything. So. Our power ranking series is still coming out, by the way. So if you're listening to this and you have not been seeing that, at splash.cast on Instagram, and you can go see how we're how we're doing our power rankings. Yes, sir. Um, let's talk about the Hornets. So I mentioned that I moved from Vegas. I did just move to North Carolina, so I'm automatically a Hornets fan now. That works out really well, though, timing-wise, because the Hornets just became really good. Um, I think you were saying that they're being underlooked as a borderline contender. I think it's too early to call them a contender. I think they can contend for a playoff spot, but that's what I'm. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, it is. I think it's too early. Um, but I think they're gonna make the playoffs. I think they will. I yeah. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs. They're definitely gonna be fighting for that play-in spot. Probably the mm-hmm. ninth seed playoffs. Play yeah, because they they're doing play-ins again this season. So yeah, the play-in I think is just that's the that's the move from the from now on for the future. Mm-hmm. But the yeah. Hornets are like they're like a really deep team. And they're really deep with like young talent. So like that's what I'm saying. Like that's I was yeah, I've told you this. Like in the next five years, I see them winning a championship. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they manage to pull it yeah. off. Yeah. The issue is that Gordon Hayward's gonna retire in the next five years. He's 31. Like, but then at the same I, time, I, I, Kelly Rubin is gonna just come in and play this way. Yeah, exactly. Them. And I think by then he will give whatever. Like, I think he's gonna maximize whatever he's gonna do for the team by then. And then Hopefully, then you, you also have to, older, you, uh, younger guys. So, yeah, there, there'll be a lot more development that's gone down. But like, yeah. what like Gordon Hayward, he he's nice. He's averaged what is he averaging for them? Like, oh, like twenty points a game, 
That's like, really good. Man. Yeah, that's really good. Six rebounds, four, four assists, even a steal. Um, he's shooting pretty efficiently from three, 41%, only on like five attempts per game. Um, but, you know, that's still, that's still really good. Um, Kelly Oubre, he's not a great shooter. That's the issue. He's shot 31% on five attempts per game. And that's that's the concern. Like when you lose Gordon Hayward, you're going to have to come in and have Kelly Oubre come in, and he's just not going to be as good of a shooter. Um, I mean, I don't know, dude. They got they got good shooters on other other than them. No, not really. Like they don't have. They lost Malik Monk, and he was kind of their like number one knockdown guy. Yeah, they have people who they all have capable NBA players, right? So they can all shoot the three. You have to see like James. I, I don't know if his name is Blue Knight or Book Knight. Their new draft. Um, he was drafted. I think eleven. Yeah. He, I mean, what did he, what did he have in college? Hmm. Let me see. But I feel like because he's gonna, he's gonna have to come off the bench behind uh, Rozier and Lamelo. But at the same Rozier time, Rozier can should, shoot. Rozier can shoot, yeah. But he's not like a shooter, you know. Mm. Like he's not that Malik Monk kind of guy. Although, well, I, ever, I think I think Lamelo might take that shooter role, honestly. That like, I don't think so. He's not. He's not a great shooter, is he? Don't do it. I'm going to look at the stats right now, and it's not going to be that good, is it? He shot 35% on five attempts per game. I know, but that's his first season, dude. Like, yeah, so like he's not like a shooter. Have you seen him play his high school games, bro? This kid's a shooter, bro. Like He's not in high school anymore, man. This is the NBA. I know, bro, but you don't always develop, show your like full stats in your first season. Look, I think he'll be able to get to a point like Lonzo, where he's like a knockdown shooter. No, Lamelo's going to get definitely a better shooter than Lonzo. I mean, I think eventually Lonzo will be more consistent. Yes, but I think Lamelo will reach that better shooting goal. Well, because Lonzo's not this season after. Oh, that's that's so soon. What the heck? Yeah, I know. I'm telling you, Lamelo. Lamelo is like I think he adapts really quickly because he's already had that. He's had that like overseas experience already. So he's not an. I won't even classify him as like almost like a full rookie. This kid knows what he's doing. I think he's. Nope. Whatever, whatever. Okay, I mean, no, it's not the same. But I'm saying I think Lamelo is going to be. I, I think he's a shooter. Well, we'll he see. Because look, Lonzo Ball, he's not ever going to be like a Steph Curry kind of shooter. Dame, Dame, yeah. even Kyrie Irving kind of shooter. He's a spot up shooter. You pass him the ball, he's he's free enough to shoot. He's going to shoot. He'll probably make it. But he's not going to be like shooting so much off the dribble and stuff like that. Uh, Rozier, I was wrong. He actually has shot a little bit better than I expected. I just lost his stats. Here they are. Um, on about seven attempts per game, he shot 40%, 41% almost. That's, That's pretty good. good. Their James guy, uh, their new rookie, he's not all that great from the from behind the arc. Mm. He shot 29% on five attempts. Not that great. Mm. But he's also like, what is he, like 20, 20 years old? Yeah, yeah he's 20. I mean, maybe maybe so, his shooting's not as strong. Shooting. Yeah, he, he, he was pretty effective scoring in other um, in other ways, though. So that's that's nice. yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll have to see with this team. This is just a really exciting team, especially like in the front court is so deep. Yeah, like yeah. Kenya Washington. I mean, Mason Plumlee is going to be starting for them. They have Kai Jones off the bench, another new draft pick. Um, he, he played solid in college. Mm. But um, you also have like the whole, that small forward, power forward position. Kelly Oubre, um, Miles Bridges, PJ Washington, like all these guys are going to be in the rotation. Really exciting. Yeah, um, some really exciting players. I mean, you have some like high flyers in there, Miles Bridges. Uh, you were talking really, about yeah. their their chemistry, his chemistry with Lamelo Ball, things like that. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Jalen McDaniel's. I think he was their their rookie last year. 
Um, he's, mm. He plays power forward too. So there's a lot of potential in the in the front court. So we're gonna have to see. Hopefully they'll they'll do what they did with Lamelo and make those guys earn their spots. Um, because that'll be really nice. It'll be good to push them to develop. But yeah, I mean, I I I don't know. I mean, we'll have to see what happens there because that also is then a four man front court rotation. Everyone's gonna be wanting to start. Does someone have to get traded? I don't know. I saw somebody say that PJ Washington's gonna get traded. And yeah, it wasn't really. like that wasn't like a report or anything. They just that was just some like basketball pages thoughts. We'll have oh, to yeah. see. He's young though. I mean, it's it would be a shame if he had to leave because he he's yeah. pretty nice. Man. He played the he, he's kind of he's he's six seven. I mean, he had to play center for them a lot last season, and he he did pretty well. He oh, shoots really? solidly from beyond the arc as well, better than like Ubre does. So mm. we'll see what happens with them. I'm really excited to watch Hornets games. I got them all like scheduled into my calendar because I'm really yeah. Interested. Yeah, I showed you right. I showed you have all of the yeah, games yeah. for October, just yeah, like put into my calendar. So. Yeah, it's gonna be sick, definitely. Um, let's talk about the Warriors. You can mm. just. What are your thoughts? I think, uh, I think, first beginning of the season, people are not they they're not they're not gonna expect them to do that well. But I think they're gonna come out strong. I think they're gonna. I think people are forgetting the <laughs> they're forgetting <laughs> yeah. the Warriors, man. Like honestly, I I almost forgot them for a second too. But like, they're scary, bro. Like. If you forget, if you forgot the Splash Bros, man, they're, yeah, they're man. insane. They're I mean, genuinely. There's a team like, that was in the finals like just two, three seasons ago, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, and these, these Splash Bros, they're like they're, they're freaks of nature, man. Like, and, and the thing is that people think anyway. that, like, okay, like Clay got injured and all of a sudden Steph Curry can't make it to the finals. No, what happened is Clay got injured, Kevin Durant left, Draymond Green got two years older, and now, like, all their role players can't Steph shoot. Curry's still right? going crazy. And Steph Curry's still an MVP candidate, and he still made took them to the play and they almost made the playoffs. And it's, it's, it's with no help. I, I would I, I mean, would okay. say Steph had no help. I disagree. I mean Kelly Ray is a solid player. Andrew Wiggins is a really good role player. They don't have a lot of good spacing. That's that's kind of the issue. I, like Steph Curry kind of counteracts that by being the greatest shooter of all time, but there's only so much <laughs> one guy can do. So exactly. But I once mean, Clay comes not, back, I think it'll be really helpful. It, yeah, you got Clay, you got uh, Draymond too. Draymond, I'm sure he's gonna uh, get uh, Wiggins and because uh, Draymond's leadership is very underrated. Yeah, definitely. But, um, uh, yeah, and his his defense abilities too. Like I think he's. Oh yeah, I mean he was a DPOI candidate this year. He was top three in the voting. Yeah, so I mean. Well, actually, yeah, I think let's let's keep talking about defensive players for a minute, because um, obviously Ben Simmons I and mean, Ben Simmons. There's a whole podcast worth of content. Just under mm-hmm. that name alone, but yeah, there, there's obviously been a lot of talks about Ben Simmons to uh, Golden State. What do you think about that? I think again, they're just. I'd like that if it was like, like who are they gonna trade? Like if I'm if I'm Golden State, I'm I, giving you Andrew Wiggins and um, James Wiseman. Andrew Wiggins, James Wiseman, and a pick at most for Ben Simmons, or like maybe those two, their their two new rookies, See, J- uh, James that's, Wiseman. That's and jeopardizing that's the future of the franchise. I don't know because I, I don't Curry, think it's because Ben Simmons. How old is Ben Simmons? He's twenty five, maybe twenty six. Curry, bro, Steve Kerr is gonna let Curry play all the whole game. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. They're not I'm like, saying, gonna, like well, because Ben Simmons is gonna be a, unless he's gonna play a different position. Is that no? Yeah, he, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, Ben Simmons has to play the four or the five. I feel like no matter where he goes, 
no one wants him at point guard anymore. You can't have a point guard who doesn't shoot in the modern NBA. That's I guess that's just what we're seeing with Ben Simmons, right? And that, I think he's he's the reason that we are starting to think that. You can't have a point guard that's going to be a, like a super effective player if they can't just shoot open threes, right? Yeah. On a team where your your best player is a center who operates exclusively in the paint, right? So mm-hmm. in Golden State, Ben Simmons, he's 6'10". Six, he's 6'11", and he weighs like 108 kilograms, 240 pounds. I mean, okay, that's actually not that heavy to put into context. I'm 6'2". I weigh 215 pounds. <laughs> so... That's not, it's not super heavy, but I mean, he, he can play center. We've seen him play center. He played center in the playoffs when Joel Embiid was out. They did fine. He can be a, a power forward or a center. And in Golden State, he can absolutely be a center, right? Mm, yeah. With, next to Clay Thompson, Draymond, uh, Steph Curry, obviously. This is a guy who would be great for, for Golden State. You just you can't get him if you're giving up the rest of your team. Because they want to, like, all, I think all the picks. That's going to take Ben. That's going to take Simmons. At least a year to get used to that position. Yeah, but I don't to, think like completely switch his game. So no, not even think the... switch what man. It's not like he's playing on the perimeter anyways. He's only playing in the paint. Now at least he's allowed to do it. Like because all that's happening is is instead of being a point guard that plays in the paint, he's being a center that plays in the paint. So yeah. if anything, it's just going to make his life easier. There's no pressure because, to yeah. the ball. There's no pressure to like even be a scorer. All he has to do. Is, is kind of help guard the perimeter a little bit, mostly stay in the paint, help Draymond out because Clay and Wiggins had the perimeter locked yeah. up for the most part. Mm. And and that's it. Bro. Like he doesn't that. have to I do like anything that. else. Yeah. Take open shots. Like take that. actually take open shots into the basket. I know he like there was that big playoff moment where he just passed up an open shot. As long as he's yeah. taking those shots and he's playing center for Golden State, then he's he's winning games for them. Like that's, yeah, that's all that. he I like I like him at center. I like he definitely yeah. And what's what's good is that if you if you get Ben Simmons, because he he also is a significant he he's an okay playmaker. He's not like some elite guy, but he's he's a solid playmaker. Um, you have him at center, and you have like another point forward, which is a really nice person to have. That's a that's a good kind of player to have in the league uh, in the modern NBA, right? And he's twenty five. Yeah. He sticks with the young core. You're trading away Wiseman probably to get him, but you're also getting a guy who's just going to be your center for the future anyway, so it doesn't really matter. And so it all like works out, mm. but. You can't get Ben Simmons if the if the if the what are they called the 76ers want Wiggins Wiseman both rookies and like three first round picks. That's the whole team. Exactly. Like that's the that's like the whole problem, man. Like I think Ben could have gone anywhere. Yeah, would have worked in a lot of places. But like great for a lot of teams if they would just like trade. No, it's not even them. It's just that if if the Sixers organization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like. Like I don't know, like, like yeah. I'm looking at the willing to accept that Ben Simmons is not worth that much. Yeah, I'm looking at the roster right now, the Golden State roster. Here's what I'm thinking. Yeah, if I'm Golden State, I'll give you James Wiseman. Mm. Um, what, what? I don't know who's the other, not Kuminga, but the other rookie, Moses Moody. So James Wiseman, Moses Moody, and you can have Jordan Poole, and like a first time pick. You give me back um, Ben Simmons and maybe like Seth Curry. I don't know. Actually, you have to keep Seth Curry because you don't have a point guard otherwise. But I just give me Ben Simmons back, and that's that's more ben than Simmons, that's, yeah. and that's already borderline overpaying. That's that's kind of. I mean, but there's a lot reality, of like, yeah. But like that, that's not that bad, right? That feels like a fair enough trade. 
I feel like, like, yeah, I mean that. As long as they're not giving up like Wiggins or I mean, if they're gonna give up uh, Wiggins, they just do like Wiggins and a pick for Simmons. Yeah, like I don't want them. Yeah, giving up like two of their young guys, like that's just too much. Yeah, it's like you know? dude, Ben Simmons would be so great in so many places, and then he's just not gonna go there because they they just won't trade him for anything less yeah. than an entire like starting five. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's let's move on from that because that's like. Yeah. Everyone, we're, everyone's talking about Ben Simmons too much. So let's kind of get to wrapping things up and talk about our last team on our list, the Miami Heat. A lot of Ooh. big from them as well. Kyle Lowry, great stuff. They signed Oladipo mm. to a minimum. I thought that was a great move by Oladipo mm. and by Miami. Obviously, he hasn't been playing like the – like he because I think he wanted – I don't know if he wanted a max contract, but he wanted a good amount of money. He hasn't been playing like he deserved that. So he made the right move. He said, look, give me one season to show you guys that I'm worth that um, coming off this injury. And I think that was that was a really smart move because then Miami signs this guy for really cheap. Um, and then he gets to he, – he still has plenty of opportunity to show off that he is worth whatever kind of contract he was he was asking for. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what, what are you thinking? Um, I think, you know, that obviously bro for that cheap was really worth it. Um. He's definitely gonna get an extension if he's like uh stays and stuff, but uh I think I think they're they're definitely gonna I think they're gonna make second round. Second round? Oh, yeah, I would I, dude it's like every every both okay, like this just is so unpredictable, honestly. Balance just, though we've seen both conferences, I think, ever. Yeah, like, definitely in a while, yeah. Like so it's it's hard to like just say would, with confidence that the Miami Heat are gonna. Yeah, like, I was kind of hesitant when I even said that. because like they feel they're 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 an Eastern Conference final level. Te- I'm stumbling over my words. They're an Eastern <laughs> Conference Finals level team, but there is so much talent in the East that I can't confidently say that they're gonna make that. You know. Yeah, no, I see that. Um, it's like, yeah, like, yeah, and and there's there's actually some big concerns that I have about the Heat. Um, there's not a whole lot of shooting on this team. As much as you might think there is, there's a lot of scoring. There's not any shooting really beyond the arc. Like, let's look at Victor Oladipo. He shot 23% from three last season. Now, oh, wow. he, he was injured. He Oh, okay. He actually only played four games. I kind of thought he played more than that. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, oh, I'm totally tripping. Hold on. Oh, this is the season he got traded. I'm looking at, okay. He, he shot 23% in Miami over four games. So, an actual the actual numbers we shot 32% on seven attempts. That's still not all that great for a shooting guard. Kyle Lowry, um, he shot 39%, almost 40% on seven attempts. So he's a he's a okay, he's like not an okay shooter. He's a good shooter. But then like Bam Adebayo cannot shoot. Jimmy Butler is mm-hmm. not some stellar three-point shooter, right? He shot two attempts on two attempts last season, he shot 24% from three. Actually, like kind of bad. And then obviously mm-hmm. you have Duncan Robinson, 40% on eight attempts. Lights out from beyond the arc. But, like, do you trust Kyle Lowry and Duncan Robinson to just carry the load when it comes to, like, three-point shooting? Because, like, how does that work? I mean, Jimmy can make open threes. Dude, he shot – he attempted two threes last season and the season before, and he shot 20% both years. That Jimmy. is bad. Yeah, Jimmy Butler. Really? Two threes a game, 24%. That's not what even about like, the year that went to the, the finals, the bubble year. Yeah, dude, that's the year. The oh 20, 2019 to the 2020 season, right? Yeah. 
even the year before that when he was in uh he was in Philly. Yeah. That that year he got traded. He was that year he shot 34% on three attempts. Is that better? Wow. Yeah. Is that good? No. I mean, this is your like number one option when it comes to scoring. And he can't shoot threes. And that's okay if you have him surrounded with like shooters. But you lost yeah. him. Yeah, you bring in Kyle Lowry, you have Victor Oladipo off the bench. Victor Oladipo is not a good shooter. So like what are what are you gonna what are we gonna see happen? Mm. That's the concern. That's one of my concerns. I feel like it'll be okay because they do have like Duncan Robinson and Kyle Lowry to like plug into a lot of different types of lineups. And this is a team that I think can experiment a lot. I think this is a team that will experiment a lot with lineups. But another concern I have is their front court. They have PJ Tucker and Markeith Morris. So they finally figured out that power forward spot. I thought that was really nice for them. Because they didn't have like a I think they were starting Trevor Ariza last year. He was like 33 years old. Just like he's not a he's not really big, uh, big enough to play the power forward super effectively. So that wasn't the best move for them. So I really like that they have PJ Tucker and uh, Markeith Morris. I think Markeith is probably going to start throughout some of the season to help PJ Tucker. He's 36 years old. He needs to just stay healthy for the playoffs. Yeah. Like what's going to happen when you're not playing Bam at center? Because their only other guy that I think is like legitimately qualified to be a center is Omar Yurtseven. I think they just drafted this year. He's 23 oh. years old. He's seven feet tall, but oh wow, seven foot, 275 pounds. Oof. He's a rookie though. And then you also have Dwayne Dedman, who's 32 years old. And I mean, what did he average last year? He averaged seven points last season, 7.5 rebounds. But like, do you? They don't have like a solid backup center. So how do you operate when you don't have Bam Adebayo on the court? Do you play PJ Tucker at the five again? I mean, he's six foot five, dude. And he's thirty six years old. Do you really does that? That doesn't feel sustainable. Mm. So I it's mean, like, what do you? Yeah, that's that's a pretty big. But oh, I oh, then again, not many teams like if say they go against the Bucks, then they're in trouble. They go against yeah, the Sixers, then exactly. then they're in trouble. But if I think. Yeah, that's yeah. Because yeah, like if you're going against get, the Bucks, yeah, the like, trouble. um, the Bucks are gonna like, demolish them. You got, I mean, Giannis is like, because because if you if if Bam Adebayo is not playing and Giannis is on the court, there's nothing that's gonna stop that guy. I feel like, yeah, it's just that's how it feels. Yeah. And I know that they were successful in doing that that one season. The last season they couldn't do it, and yeah, they're slightly better this season at PJ Tucker, but PJ Tucker's six foot five, dude. He's thirty six years old. Giannis is like, he's literally a freak of nature. Yeah, for real. <laughs> and and like, because if they play the if they play the Nets, that's not a huge concern. You don't have to worry about people in the paint so much. You play the Knicks. Yeah, they have like uh, Nerlens Noel, Julius Randle, like these tall big guys, but they're not super paint dominant. The Hawks only really have Clint Capella. John Collins, I feel like you can neutralize him, uh, and Clint Capella. But like, it's it's really only the the Sixers and the Nets that I think you really have to be concerned about when it comes to like how to handle the paint. But then at the same time, the Sixers and the, the Bucks are really the teams that you are going to be facing off against. Yeah, so, I, I can see them even probably going against in first round or something. Yeah, I, I would not be surprised if the Sixers fell down far enough or the Heat fall far enough to, to face off against the Sixers in the first round. Yeah. It's like, it'll be, it'll be, I think it's definitely going to be their biggest concern. Yeah, this, this season's like, going to be crazy. I, love, I can't wait for the season. I'm, yeah, I'm really excited for the season. Um, yeah. Games start sometime in October, so you know, we'll see how it goes. Anyways, I think 
we've probably gone over the time limit that we were hoping to hit. So we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. Thank you guys all for listening. Um, we'll be back again. We're getting back to doing this weekly. So we'll be back again next week. And we will see you guys then. Yep. See you guys.